Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope all is well with you and yours, for this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm just so grateful to God for all that he's done and all that he continues to do in our lives. Amen. I'm just so, love him so much, oh God. And I just praise him and give his name the honor and the praise for something, you know, some things happened on this week. There's some people who are no longer here with us. Amen. But God is good. And if you're still here, there's a reason to celebrate. There's a reason to give his name the honor and the praise. Amen. Thank you for all the birthday wishes that and well wishes that you sent me on this week. Amen. I'm just so grateful. My heart is overwhelmed by all the things that you all have said and done. And I just appreciate each and every one of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I believe that there is a powerful word from the Lord on today as we're going to share our new year theme. This year we've been in the theme of um, the year of the double harvest, but there is something new that God wants to do in the upcoming year. And we'll be sharing that with you on today as the Lord speaks through us and um, to us. Amen. So without further ado, we're going to go right into our praise and worship service on this morning. We're going to put you right in the hands of a very, very capable worship leader in the form of Sister Dominique Johnson. Sister Dominique, it's on you. Hallelujah. Good morning, Praise House. Yet it's another week that the Lord has kept us, and I'm so glad about it. I'm going to do a little worship this morning. Hopefully you can get with me wherever you are in your homes, in your car, because God is an amazing God. Thank you. 
William Murphy said it like that. You are my strength. But the old saint said, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. What a peace we often because we're making a choice to. We don't have to. And it's all because I know that some of you guys, your load may be heavy on today, but the reality is your load is heavy because God never intended for you to carry it. You're carrying something that he never intended for you to carry. So yeah, yeah, it's heavy. But he told us that we had the privilege of taking all of our burdens, all of our cares, all of our issues, all of our sicknesses, everything that troubled you on this week, you have the privilege to take it to God in prayer. Again, your load is heavy, I believe you, but it's because God never intended for you to carry it. Why don't you go ahead and take him up on his offer? Cast all of your cares on him because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Bye. 
Say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, Say yes, Lord, yes, to your and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole. Say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. 
guys with this. I've had some good days. And I've had some hills to climb. And I've had some weary days. days they outweigh my bad days so I won't How many of you know that you won't complain? How many of you know that you won't complain? You no, know, you start complaining, you might as well not complain anyway because God has been good to you. He's been better than good. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright morning star. For he is God and he's God alone. And besides him, there is no other. From the rising of the sun to the going down the same, he is so worthy to be praised. How many of you give him praise this morning? Just give him thanks. Just take a moment out of your, your busy schedule and just give him thanks because he's giving you life. He's giving you breath. He's giving you everything that you need. The Bible said that there was nothing that you would need that he would hold from you. Amen. And I ask this morning that you just get into this praise and worship on today. That you just open up your mouth and lift up your heart and let him know as we end the giving season. Amen. The whole world has acknowledged that he lives. The whole world is in a point that now they are starting to give and and, and let give and realize that this is that season, amen. But we live this 24-7. This is not just something we do during a seasonal time period, but this is something that we live all the time. And I'm grateful, 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 grateful. For there was someone who was here on last week who was not here. And I know I seem like I say that every week, but it seemed like the people are still leaving here, amen. I know a young lady that I grew up with. She left here on yesterday, amen. I'm telling you that young people are leaving here. There was another young lady that I grew up with that we buried on yesterday. So I'm here to tell you all today that you don't know when your time is, when it, your time is going to be, but we are to give his name, the honor and the praise and acknowledge and do what we can while we can, that we live life and that we live it life more abundantly. And so all I can say, thank you, Lord. 
If I can raise my hand, I just say, thank you, Lord. Even if my hand is a little shaky and it hurts a little bit this morning, I say, thank you, Lord. Lord, for you didn't allow it, oh God. You protected my family, Lord. You kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger, Lord. And I just say, thank you, Lord. We thank you, 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 we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. For you didn't allow it, oh God. But Lord, you kept us, oh God, and you strengthened us, oh God. And we're just so grateful, 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 grateful. Hallelujah. We're grateful to him whom all blessings flow. Let us pray while we in this spirit of, of thanksgiving. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord Jesus, we come to you this morning. Lord, we just want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us in our right mind. We thank you for giving us the activity of our limbs, clothes on our back, shoes on our feet, Lord, your food in our stomachs, oh God, roof over our head, Lord, for even when it's cold outside, Lord, that you have, Lord Jesus, us in a place and in a space, oh God, that we can worship you, Lord. Lord, that we would rather be, Lord, you in person, oh God, rather touching one another and agreeing with one another, oh God, but we know that your spirit is omnipotent, it's all-seeing, it's all-knowing, and it's everywhere, at all places, at all times, Lord. And Lord, we ask that, Lord Jesus, that your spirit, Lord, permeate the atmosphere, oh God, where they are in their homes, where they are, Lord Jesus, in the road or in the street, wherever they may be, oh God, wherever this message is heard, Lord, we ask that your anointing that destroys the yoke, set the captive free, be upon them, oh God. Lord, we thank you for your tremendous mercies, Lord Jesus, towards us. Lord, we thank you for keeping us from hurt, harm, and dangers, dangers seen and unseen to us, oh God. Lord, for we don't know where trouble may be, oh God, but you know, oh God. We don't know where strife may be, but you know, oh God. And Lord, we're grateful, Lord. We're grateful, we're grateful, we're grateful, Lord. We thank you for forgiveness right now. We ask that you forgive us of all our sins, those known and unknown to us, oh God. As we bring forth the petitions, oh God, continue to heal our bodies, heal our minds, our souls, and our spirits, oh God. Touch our worship leader, oh God. Continue to open up doors for her, oh God. Let them be abundant, oh God. Bless her, oh God. Help her to elevate, Lord Jesus, to be who it is that you call her to be. Lord Jesus, lift this ministry forward, oh God, Lord Jesus, that it be what you call it to be, oh God. That it fits the niche, Lord Jesus, that you have, Lord Jesus, the place that it needs, Lord, that you make it make room, oh God, for itself, Lord, and we thank you for that, Lord, and we love you, Lord, and we honor you, Lord, and we give your name all the honor and all the praise, the glory and the power, Lord, for it's yours and yours alone, for we dare not touch thy glory, but in all the ways we acknowledge you and you say you should direct our path, for we know this one thing and we know this to be true, that we walk by faith and not by sight, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Safe House Church. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. And we're just so grateful, grateful, grateful to him from whom all blessings flow. I hope that you are well and that you um that things are going in your favor. For God has been good to us. He's been better to us than we have been to ourselves. And for that, I'm forever, ever, ever grateful. Amen. But we know calamity and trouble is all around us, you know, and when we live in this, but what happens is I tell people all the time, when you're under the protection of the Holy Ghost, that God has a hedge around you. This is why the devil asked Job to say, um, I mean, uh, the devil um, asked God to say, look, I can get to Job if you remove the hedge, amen. But I don't know about you, but I want to stay up under the hedge, amen, of his protection and his love. So good morning to you. If this is your first time here at the Safe House Church, my name is Dr. Peter Ely, and I have the wonderful privilege of serving the people of God in this part of the vineyard um, here in the Greensboro, North Carolina area. We're just so grateful, and thank you to all of you who join us online. Amen. We have members from close, near, and afar, and we're just grateful that we all are going on this trip and on this journey, and we're learning, and we're getting better each and every day, and, and I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful for how many of you know this has been a good year? 
If you are alive and you are well, it is a good year. If you did not have to go to the hospital this year, it's a good year. If you did not have to have any surgeries, it's a good year. You know, I know people sometimes we measure years on what, how much money we made and how many things went our way. But I'm here to tell you today that we looking in the wrong area that life, health and strength means it's a good year. Amen. And I'm grateful for we've been living in the year of the double harvest. Amen. Our theme for all year has been the double harvest. And I don't know about you and I can't speak for your house, but I know Lord, the Lord has definitely been harvesting here for us. Amen. As we start of a new year. Um, I mean, not a new year, a new month. Amen. This is the first Sunday in December. Amen. And we look forward to what God is doing here as we go forward. I'm grateful. I'm allowed, the Lord allowed me to see another birthday. There were some who didn't get to see this birthday. Amen. But I am grateful that he allowed me to see it. And I'm here um, being um, who God has called me to be and doing what God has called me to do. He's allowed us to finish yet another school year. Amen. And now we're turning into a new a new chapter. Amen. As God is moving us to another place in another direction. And I'm grateful. I told you all this was the year of the double harvest. Amen. And the harvest means what? The harvest is work. There's some things that you and I have to do. Things just doesn't fall. You know, I often hear T.D. Jake say, when you ask for a table, God gave you a tree. And that he gave you the raw materials to do what it is that you need to do. But you have to put forth that work. Amen. And I am grateful as we go forth and we learn and we work with each other and put forth that work. Here at the Safe House Church, we work off three principles, we believe. We call it DEA, Discipleship, Empowerment, and Accountability. Discipleship, we're going to teach you God's word. We're going to show you things and we're going to walk with you together. We're not a perfect people, but we are people who are striving to perfection with him. And then empowerment, that you have many gifts and talents and what we're going to push you to use those gifts and talents because what there is someone who needs what it is that you have, amen. And if you don't use it, then what the world is lack without it. Why? Because God uniquely blessed you with it. Just like they say, your fingerprints, amen. Your fingerprints out of all the billions and billions of people who've come here and all the ones who may even come after us, they said that nobody had, no two people have the same exact fingerprint, even if they're twins, that they are what a little bit different at that level. Which also indicates to me that there's talents and things that God has put there in each and every one of us that he desires to see manifested here in the earth. And if we don't do them, then that means that the earth has is like that. Amen. I believe that there was a, 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 you know, a cure for cancer and all these other dreadful diseases and things like this. But that person, for whatever reason, did not use their gifts and talents. They didn't get to realize what God has given them. They didn't get to work into fruition and um, have the influence and the impact that God has called them to have. Amen. Then we work off what? Accountability. That what? We must be accountable for any and everything that we do. We just don't do things just for the sake of be doing them. Amen. But there is a accountability system here that God has laid out before us. And I'm grateful as we work together in accountability. How many of you know that God has been good to you? I know we say that and we say it often, but you know, he has truly been good. He's been better than good. Amen. And I'm just um, so grateful for all whom, to him from whom all blessings flow. Want to go ahead and tell you as we, you know, prepare New Year's service will be coming soon. Um, we'll have that online. And what I would like for us to do in the New Year's service, I would like for us to have a testimony. Amen. We've done this before and it was a powerful time. I don't know if y'all remember, I think after we came out the fast, some of you all, some of the things that God has done in your life that you shared. But I know this year has been a powerful year for many of you. Amen. And a lot of things have happened. Some things you may want to share, you may not want to share. But the Bible says that what we are overcome by the power of our testimony. And what we need 
other individuals to see that God is still in the blessing business. Yes, inflation may be at an all-time high and unemployment this and unemployment that, but God is doing some things both financially for some. Some he's doing things for them physically, amen. Some he's brought them into different things in their mental capacity and opened up their mind and their thoughts to things that they never thought they would see before or understand before. So it's so many different blessings, amen. That God has stored upon us and, and how he's just changed things, you know, things that you can't, that's intangible, amen, like things of the body, amen, things of the mind, achievement, and, and situations and circumstances that God has brought us all into that we cannot put a price tag on, amen. I can't put a price tag on my health. I can't put a price tag on my good mind. I couldn't put a price tag in God allowing my name to be mentioned in rooms that I never even knew, amen, that even exist, amen. And I know the same for you. So we want to do that on New Year's Eve service as we roll into the new year 2023. Also, it's my intention on today to release to you our new theme for this year that I believe God has laid on my heart, amen, literally to um, share with you on today. And we will share that today in our message um, with you on today, the way I believe God is having us to move in towards in the year of 2023. If you look at the Jewish calendar, that year has already happened, amen. That happened back, I want to say October, late September, um, when the new Jewish New Year. So they've already been in their new year for a while now, but here in America, so the, I think they call it the Georgian calendar that we are on, we're just getting to that point. Amen. I think I got everything covered. I, I'm going to give um, honor to First Lady um, Felicia Ely. I uh, appreciate her and, and all the support that she gives here um, to help us make the Safe House Church come to fruition. And also to all of you, all of those, my prayer warriors and my prayer partners, amen. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have that group of people upholding me and keeping me accountable and, and keeping me going forward, amen. Um, there's some mornings I don't want to get out of the bed, amen, but I know there's a Sister Jordan there or there's a Carolyn there or there's a Pam there that's waiting to get online and it's like, well, pastor didn't make it today or uh, <laughs> that pushes me. So that's part of my accountability structure here. You know, when I think about doing something stupid, we all have our moments. We all have times the Bible said we all have fallen short of the glory of God. So you never find that I'm a pastor or a person who can sit there and tell you that I dotted every I across every T. Um, if the truth of the matter be told, there's a lot of things I've done that I'm downright ashamed of. Amen. And, um, and things that I thought of, situations that I found myself in that were self-induced, amen. Nobody forced me to do them. There were choices, um, poor choices that I made. But I am grateful that God has the accountability circles around us. So when those times come that I think about the others, who would I hurt? You know, a lot of times we think when we do things and we do stuff and we just think that well, it's just us. No, it's so many other people who are tied to us. It's you know, not only those who um, who are recognized members of our church, amen, but what about those who are influenced and those who we influence that are not members of our church who are looking at us from looking at us from afar. You know, I'm here to tell you and I've understand and I've come to understand this more and more over time that we have more admired people who admire us or who watch us or we have impact on more from afar than we do in the immediate area. Amen. There's people who watch, you know, you may not know they watch and they, you, know, you may not know. And this is the power of social media. People can watch whatever they want pretty much in anonymity. You don't know who's watching what, who's listening to what. I look at our podcast and we have hundreds of downloads a week. Somebody's taking the time to download that to their iPhone, to their computer, to their laptop. Amen. I'm, we're not selling them anything. All we do is preach the word of God. Amen. And somebody's downloading it and somebody's listening to that. And I may never meet them until we get on the other side. Amen. 
So this is why, you know, we talk about what we cast the seeds and we plant the seeds and we plant the seeds and you continue to plant and some are going to fall on good ground and some are going to fall on stony ground. But, you know, nevertheless, we keep planting. And I'm grateful for each and every one of you here at the Safe House Church. So I'm asking on New Year's, please um, prepare yourself for that. Amen. Um, we've done it before where we're just unmuted. You ain't got to be seen unless you want to be seen. We can work that out, too. That's not a problem. Amen. But if not, we definitely want to hear your voice and hear your testimony to be able to share with others as we go into the new year. Amen. Um, with that. All right. So I think all is well and all is taken care of. And from my understanding, I've heard nothing but good reports from everybody. So everybody's doing well. Amen. Um, God bless you all. Love you all. And um, wanted to um, say, and, um, and she gave me permission to say this, uh, uh, my own sister, Taylor. Um, Taylor um, Nicholson here is expecting baby number two. Woohoo! So the safe house is growing from inside, and we're grateful to God for that. So I ask that you all to continually solicit um, prayers on her behalf that she has a good pregnancy, that God keeps her and her husband and their son, um, Bryson. Amen. That he continues to love on them. And, you know, us who have multiple children, we know how it go. Amen. And, but we're just grateful, you know, for blessed children are a blessing from the Lord. Amen. And we believe that the children are an inheritance of the Lord. So we're grateful that God has blessed her, her and her husband. Amen. That's important. Amen. That she did it the right way. And that means God is going to bless it. Amen. And, you know, he's obligated to bless it because, you know, if we follow him, he said what well, that he will, you know, those good things will he hold from us. Amen. So I ask you all give her lots of love and congratulations um, on the new baby, amen, that will be coming forth soon. I believe when we talked last week, she told me like June. So June and, you know, Safe House, if we can bless her, we want to be a blessing to her, amen. We bless our own. We do in-reach before we do outreach, amen. In-reach before we do outreach. So as they get closer to find out what the um, sex of the baby would be, you know, if it's a boy, I think she might be good. If it's a little girl. I know a couple of us had girls. I know some of us, it's been a while since girls been little kids, but we do have, if anything, you have insight and be able to tell her and help her, amen. And y'all know she's one who's willing to accept all the help that she can get, amen. And we're just grateful for that humble spirit that she has towards us. So we're just so excited for her and Brother Jarrett um, and the new bundle of joy that would be on the way as um, um, baby Bryson makes some room for whoever else is coming. Amen. Without further ado, I like to, you know, end on a very, very happy note. Amen. But any further ado, we're going to go to you with the word of the Lord on today. Today, I'm going to read from the NIV version. Um, I think that this just reads so much better in the NIV version for you to get clearly what it is that God is, um, what we want to get out of this lesson and partake to us on today. So with that, I want to go right to our word here on today. The NIV version we want to go to, I want you to go to the book of Genesis. I know we've been in Genesis in our Bible study, and we're going through that in our Bible study. Amen. But um, I want you to just know where God is taking us is in the book of Genesis. Amen. And this is um, us being prophetic, um, not uh, prophetic, um, not prophetic, but prophetic through um, the year of what I believe God is going to do for us. And do through us and do with us in the year 2023. So we're going to go to Genesis, the 26th chapter, and we're going to read verses 18 through 25. Genesis, the 26th chapter, verses 18 through 25. And I'm going to share that with you. Like I said, today I am in the NIV. I just believe it just read a little better um, for what we need, but it doesn't take away from the meaning of what um, he's doing here. 
All right, as soon as I find where my mouse is. All right, so that's Genesis 26, 18 through 25. All right, here we go. And it reads as such. Isaac reopened the wells that had been dug in the time of his father Abraham, which the Philistines had stopped up after Abraham died. And he gave them the same names his father had given them. So traditionally, they give the wells names as they, they dig them. And, and usually the names um, coincide or, or correlate to um, situations or circumstances that they were in. Verse 19, it says, And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. They did some work. They went out there and they found more water. But watch this. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with those of Isaac and said, This water is ours. So he named the well Isaac. Because they disputed with him. So here you have Isaac. They go out and they dig a well. Remember the first well they had was stopped up by the Philistines. And he reopened that well. And then he was reopening that well. They find the fresh water there and they think they're good. And and as they prepare to get this water, here they come. They come to quarrel with them. Nope, no, nope, no. Nope. This is our water. Even though they did the work, even though they put in the time, even though they moved this, what they took it from them. Okay, verse 21 says, then they dug another well, but they quarreled over that one also. So he named it Sitna. Sitna. Verse 22. <clears throat> he, he moved on from there and dug another well. So now we went we well number three. He's dug a well three. Hold, um, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Trinity. I think it's important that we notice that. Um, he dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you, and I will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Remember, God promises Abraham that his descendants will be as numerous what? as the, the stars in the sky and the sand, I mean, the, the grains of sand on the sea. All right? See how that promise, he's, what? he's supporting that promise. God promised you something. Hold them to it. That it will come to pass. All right? Then he goes on and he says this. And then I, he says, Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, um, um, dug, dug a well. I think that's where I want to start, right? <laughs> I was about to keep going. Um, so I want to stop. Was it verse 24? I think I said um, I, I got my things mixed up here. Verse 24, no, 25, yeah, 25. He pinched his tent and he dug a well there. I want to go back and I want to go back and read 22nd verse one more time. And then I go right into what I believe God has given us. Genesis 26 and 22, it says, And he moved on from there and dug another well. 
and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. I was a useful subject today, as I find my mouse here on the screen. I want to talk to you from the um, point I believe God has given us today is keep digging. Keep digging. Oh, Lord, and the Father, Lord, Jesus, we come to you right now. Lord, we want to say we thank you. Lord, we thank you for this word, Lord, Jesus, that we're about to see, Lord, for the nourishment, Lord, Jesus, of our spiritual bodies. Hold it, Lord, Jesus, let us walk in it and go forth, Lord, and know that this whole year, oh, God, that you're moving us in a direction that you have us to go. Lord, we ask you to do all these things to others. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. Here we go. So here, what are we talking about here? So keep digging, keep digging. So here we find that we have Isaac. Isaac, now father Abraham is dead, and the Philistines have come in. And remember, Isaac was, um, Abraham was a man of abundance, and he had wealth, and he had whales. And why are whales so important? Well, whales are important. When you're in a desert, water is number one. Water. If you notice, every uh, major metropolitan city around the, even in the United States, um, especially on the, on the coast, a lot of our civilization are built around water. Well, we know water is what the sustainer of life. When you go on these, they, when we go on these um, missions and the seek world, um, to seek if there was um, life on other planets and this kind of thing, the number one thing they always look for is what? Water. They don't even look for oxygen. They look for water because they know if water is present, then oxygen is present. We know the chemical compound, and correct me if I'm wrong, my chemistry people, I got some people who have chemistry degrees who know this stuff, is H2O, two hydrogens for every oxygen, amen. So, and that would give you water. So if you have that composition of water, then you know oxygen is present, that that, what, that things can live there, that things can be um sustained from based on the ecosystem that we know about and that we understand here on this place we call planet earth so everything is built around that this is why you find in the times of the euphrates and the tigris rivers and the Nile are all ways of life not only do they get water from them but they sustain from them from the seas and the, the feed on um, the um, food they're able to get from them but they're also able to travel up and down them they're able to use them as travel ways and they made flotation devices to go back and forth so water is essential to any environment you know when i went out west and i was seeing things notice that the colorado river you know one thing they talking about how the colorado river is actually drying up they're not getting the snowfall in the mountain areas that they normally would get and that snowfall would melt and it would run down those mountains and end up into those what we call the rivers amen and those rivers would feed um, people would um, irrigate water from those rivers to other cities, amen, and, and this is how they supply these cities that were in the desert. You know, I think about Las Vegas. Las Vegas is literally built in a valley of dry bones, amen, and in that, they what, they pipe the water in from, you know, the nearby Lake Mead and the Colorado River, and now those rivers and things are sometimes right now at an all-time low, and they're really low, and they don't um, have the water and things that they have, so water is very, very important to any society, in particular, those who built in the desert. If you look about the time of the Bible time, biblical times when they were around that, these places were what? Um, very dry and desolate places. So a well here, this is big business, because this well, they use this well, in particular the herdsmen to do what? To water their flocks, because they cannot take them to a nice pond. They cannot take them to a nice um, 
lake and just letting them drink all the water that they need to drink or whatever. So what they would do is they would actually um, build and dig wells. And we know that the water what was water is in the ground. So then they would go and they would dig these wells. And one of the wells that Abraham dad had that was prominent there were the Philistines. The Philistines being their enemies, they stopped it up. How many of you know that as, as you get something and sometimes you're moving forward that you have an enemy that will come in and they can try to stop a thing? And here's the thing, you know, you know, some say, well, where God put forth, no man can, um, no man can come against. And this is true, but sometimes it's God's will that things be stopped up. Sometimes you can be doing well in a place and you can do things in a place and you can go forward thinking everything is well and everything is good. And all of a sudden it stops on a dime and you're looking at yourself and you're wondering, say, Lord, why did this happen? How did this happen? Lord, why am I in this situation? Why am I in this circumstance? Lord, what? is going on around me. Why did this happen the way that it happened? Mm-hmm. Been there. I've done that. And I got a t-shirt and keep living. It's probably going to happen again. So you had a well that was prosperous and things that was going and then all of a sudden it gets stopped up. So what did they do? The Bible says he goes and digs another well. And as he started to dig this well and they saw that this well was prosperous. See, sometimes, in, you know, think about it now. We ain't talking about just always the physical well. So you got to think about this from the physical part also to the literal part. Amen. Um, you know, I mean, the literal of the well and also the spiritual side of this. This is, if you notice, every time he's digging a well, what he's doing is he's starting over. Some of you, you may be starting over in a job. Some of you may be starting over in your families. Some of you may be starting over in business. Some of you may be starting over in your walk with God. Some of us in the spring, of, in the next couple of months, we're going to make a commitment to go to the gym and lose weight and we're going to start over there. Some of us going to make some commitments that we're going to save some money and do this and we're going to start over there. And what we find is that we have a life that continually with these starts over. Because sometimes we run into walls, we run into situations, we run into things. And what um, Isaac has run into here is that he's run into trouble with people there in the land. That the Philistines, their enemies, have what blocked up one of his dad's wells. Now he's going in. So the well that he used to go to, that his father, watch this, the well that his father used to feed from, the well that his father used to pour from, that was his well, but what, it was overtaken by enemies. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, we can be in situations and circumstances that we were doing good, and it seemed like the enemy just took over. And to be honest, the truth of the matter is, he did. But see, we have to remind ourselves, the battle is not given to the swift or to the strong, but what we have to endure to the end. That what, just because you lost a battle don't mean you lose the war. See, some of us, we are flipping out because we lost a little battle here. And it seems like the enemy is getting ahead. It seems like the enemy is taking over. It seems like the enemy is going to win. But I have to remember that what? In the bottom of the ninth, for my baseball people, the bottom of the ninth, the last ending with two balls and three strikes, that God is still able. He is still able and you're still able to win this game. So this is what I'm telling you this morning that you got to keep digging. So what does he do? Then he moves on. So he stops. He didn't. All right. So fine. They took my father's well. I can't do nothing else about that. It is what it is. So now I get up and I move on to the next situation. So what's the next situation that he get up and he move on to? He gets up and he moves on. What? And he builds another well. Amen. The Bible says that he started to dig this well. And as he was digging this well, people saw that he was successful at what he was doing. See, some of you can start over in business and then all of a sudden people see that you're successful in what you're doing. You can start over in a new job situation and all of a sudden people see that you're successful. You can start over in your life and do whatever it is that God has called you to do and then you be successful and then someone over there comes up and they claim your success. How many of y'all been there before? That you started a thing, that you led a thing, that you pulled a thing and they went in and they claimed your success. 
what did they do? They go ahead and they quarreled. The Bible said that they were fighting over the whale. They were fighting over who the whale belonged to. These herdsmen believed that the whale belonged to them. Why? Because they were there and inhabitants in the land. Not did they do any work. Not did they dig. Not did they put forth any effort. Not that they did anything, but they just wanted it because they felt like they had the right to it. How many of you dealt with situations and circumstances where people just feel like they have the right to things? So therefore, we're like, look, I didn't do anything with it. You know, it's kind of that thing I remember as children, amen, in the house as a, as a kid that, you know, I had a lot of brothers and sisters. And they say, for instance, if my brother was not playing with his toy, it was his toy, amen, and he wasn't playing with it. So I took his toy and I started playing with it, you know, and I didn't you know, and I was playing with it and I made it do some things and I made it do some things that he couldn't make it do and all this. And all of a sudden, I showed him how cool it was to have this toy. Of course, what does that do? It rise up in him and he said, well, that's my toy and give it back. This is essentially what has happened here. So they didn't do any digging in there. They didn't dig this well. They didn't care about it. But when they, as soon as they saw somebody else was being prosperous, as soon as they saw somebody else was opening up a door, as soon as they saw somebody else being successful in that space, what did they do? They wanted it for themselves. So they went over and they called for it and they fought for it. And them being men of God and men of character, what did they do? They just removed themselves and said, you know what? Because I know the formula. See, here's the key right here, brothers and sisters, that you and I, we, wow, we can keep digging. Why? Because we know the formula. You know, I told somebody the other day, in my physical body, myself, I've lost um, 80 pounds three times. I know I keep gaining it back. I've lost it three times. But you know why I've been able to do that? Because I understand, I know the path, and I know what it's going to take. Now, I ain't going to see and tell you I like what it takes, amen. I don't like turning my plate down. I don't like running the miles. I don't like doing all the exercise and denying myself certain sweets and all this kind of stuff. But I know the road there. Therefore, what I can keep digging. I can keep doing it again. I'm here to tell you today, brothers and sisters, that you have more value than you think. Just because somebody took it from you, just because somebody desired it, just because somebody made it their own, doesn't mean that they know the way. See, the last year, God has been teaching me some things, and there's some things that have happened to me, and there's some things that's happened to me in my personal life and in my businesses and and in situations that people have come in and they've taken wells that they did not dig. Oh, come on. Do I have anybody else out there? Do you have people in your life or situations in your life that came in and they took wells that they did not dig? And I was so distraught and I was so downhearted about it and I felt you know, like everything. Because in my mind, I did not want to start over again. I know in your mind, you do not want to start over again. You don't want to say, well, Lord, I did this and I did that. And, and Lord, we did this and Lord, you blessed us. And yes, he did. But he's blessed you more in that he's given you the ability to dig again. Because you got to remember that those who we're dealing with, they, they take from you because they don't know how to dig themselves. They take what you have and they make it their own because they can't have any of this from the, for themselves. They don't understand. So therefore, what, what they do is they entreat and, 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 and come on top of us and, and, and they take advantage sometimes. But watch this. You still dig that well. Mm-hmm. So then we find on the Bible says that he goes on and he digs yet another well. Why? Because he knows how to dig a well. Now think about it. Every time he digs this well, what do you think is happening? It's getting better. So my point number one that I want to share with you on today is this. Number one, historical. See, God has blessed us with a historical significance in that we have done some things before. You all have won some battles before. You've been through some situations and some circumstances before. These are things that you've seen before. Some of this stuff is not brand new to you. And you ask yourself, God, why am I continually going through first? 
Lord, why am I continually starting? It seems like I'm starting over. But one thing I want you to notice is that every time it seems like you're starting over, you're starting over on a new level. Did you catch that? You're starting over on a new level. So yes, you are starting over, but you're starting over on a new level that you've never been before. Therefore, you need to start over so that you can gain um, the understanding and, and, and the information that's needed to be able to stay there. See, a lot of people who get there don't stay there very long. Why? Because they don't have all the uh, all the, um, the foundational pieces that they would need to sustain what it is that they are in control of and what they are, what it is that they're running. Why? Because the way they took shortcuts. And I'm here to tell you today that you and I who don't take any shortcuts, that we have an invaluable thing because we have his history, baby. We have historical significance on our side. Why? Because we can sit back and we can look. I remember when God showed me how to do this. I remember how God told me how to do that. I remember when God just opened this up for me. I remember when God showed us here and brought us here. I remember that this is going to be all right. Why? Because we've been here before. I know that economically that it goes up and it goes down, but we're going to be okay. Why? Because we've been here before and that the historic, the historical knowledge that I have is going to help me to go forth. So this is my what. What what tells me this? That what is that we've done, we've done it before and we will do it again. Keep digging. Because every time you dig, what you find is that what you're coming to a new era. So if you notice here that what, Isaac kept digging these wells. He said, well, one, first one is dad. Second one he dug, they took. The third one he dug too. And I mean, took. And then what happened? Now he gets to this new place. Mm-hmm. The Bible said, then he goes what? They gave up what? Isaac? Remember the first dad, it was his, um, the way it was his dad's. Then he gets to Isaac. And then he gets to Sitna. And now he's what? He's at a well that the Bible says that way. Verse 22, he said, and he moved from there and dug another well. And no one quarreled over it. He's finally gotten to a place because he didn't give up. He's finally gotten to a place because he didn't quit. That there was what? His room that God had made room for him. See, brothers and sisters, I know some of us sometimes it's easy for us to get discouraged and, and want to quit and throw in the towel because it seems like we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. Lord, I built this well one time. Lord, we've done this one time before. But what I'm here to tell you today is that you've never done it on that level. You've never done it in this day and time. You've never done it under this context. You've never done it under this atmosphere. See, there were certain things that, that, um, that flourished under the atmosphere of the pandemic. And as we now move it towards what they call a post-pandemic world, that things that were, they were working during the pandemic are not going to work in the post-pandemic. So yes, you're starting over, but you're starting over in a different situation. You're starting over with a different circumstance. You're starting over in a, 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 a different way. You know, I thought about it and I was thinking as and Sister Taylor and I talked this week about, you know, her having a, a new baby and everything, um, having a new baby. And I was thinking about those starts over. And I, it took me back to the time when my wife and I were having children that the first pregnancy won't like the second pregnancy. The, you know, it, it, it started out the same way in that she got pregnant the same way, <laughs> right? But the, it took on its own characteristics. So, yes, we started over with a new child, but it took on its own characteristics. She felt a little differently in her body. The actual, the labor was a little different. And I'm telling you right now that the child himself is very different. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? So what? The outcome is not always the same. So what I'm telling you is to keep digging because it depends on the environment. It depends on the, the things that's around it. It depends on the circumstances. And it depends on what God wants you to do in that day, in that time, and in that season. So by you starting over, by you still digging, doesn't mean necessarily that you started over here, but you started over here. And then when you get here, you start over here. Because what you, the truth of the matter is when you come to a new level, you are at the bottom of that level. 
Many of us are asking God to what? Take us to a new level. Lord, show us more. Do more with us, oh God. Take us to the next level in you. And God wants to do all these things, but are you willing to start over again? See, some of us have gotten to the point in time we said, well, Lord, I, I, I like what you're doing. And Lord, I want to go to the next level and I want to do this. I want to do that. But I don't want to start over again. No, Lord, I don't want to start over again. Why do I want to keep starting over? I don't want to start over again. But I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to grow and you're going to go to the next level in him, what you're going to do, you're going to be a life that's going to be a continual of restarts. So keep digging. All right, so the second thing that he has here on him, when they get to this particular well, then the Bible tells us that he said that what this well that you will be is prophetical. The second part here is prophetical. Why? Because he's forecasting of what it will be when. He's telling when. He's telling them that what this is going to be your well and that what this has given room for you. That I've made open space for you. And in this open space, you're going to do what? You're going to flourish. What you're going to take what somebody else was failing in. You're going to take what nobody else wanted. And you're going to take it and you're going to make it something else. See, God has to remind me sometimes that Peter, you know, I give you the gift to see vision. This is called vision. And then vision, he brings what he called provision. He brings provision for the vision. Mm-hmm. Got that from T.D. Jakes, right? So it's still true. But what? He brings the provision for the vision. So I've seen it. When I see this thing, I see this person. I see this situation. I see this church. I see this car, whatever the case may be. And I look at it and I can see what it could be given the right situation, the right resources, and the right circumstances. Uh-huh. And why do I know I can do it? Because I've done it before. Right? I know I can do it because I've done it before. Historically, I've seen God do it before. Historically, I've seen him change it before. I've seen him do it. Why? So now I have what? I have more faith <clears throat> in him being able to do it again. Why? Because I've done it before. Think about the things that you've done before. You probably have confidence that you can do it again. Doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to do it the same exact way, but you have the confidence and you're able to go forth. This is how we go from glory to glory. Are y'all with me this morning? This is how we grow as a church. This is how we grow as individuals and in that what? We continue to go forward because I know what you've done before. If God has healed your body before, you know you believe that he can heal you again. If God has opened up financial resources you before um, for you before, then I know you believe that he can do it again. If God has opened up and he saved your family and family members before, then you know what? You believe that he can do it for others. Do you see what I'm saying? So here, what, the historical um, part, they move from historic to prophetical in that way. He tells them that we're going to flourish in this land. The Lord speaks to them. He said that we're going to learn. I mean, he said, Lord has given us this and we will flourish. So what does he do? He speaks into existence himself. He manifests this through his own mouth. I'm asking you today, church, what are you telling yourself? Are you telling you that you're going to be prosperous for the rest of this year and next year? Is that just mind, body, soul, and spirit? How are you going to be prosperous? Are you being specific? And Habakkuk said, write the vision and make it plain. That you're, we, Many of us have been talking about things and things that we want to do and things that we want to go and situations, but what are you doing to change the situation? Like I told you before, he's giving you the tree. Are you building the table? So it starts with us speaking these things as we manifest out our mouth. So he told us, he said, I'm going to name this well here, Rehoboth, for the God has given us room and we will flourish in the land. He's proclaiming not only to himself, but he's proclaiming to all the people around him that as we kept digging, 
this well is ours and nobody's coming here to take it. Nobody's going to come over here and inherit it. Nobody's going to walk away with this. But this is what God has called for us here at this point in time. And here nobody's coming. And the Bible said nobody came to quarrel over it. So number three that I want to leave with you today as we're talking about these wells. Number three is simply this. Doctoral. What do you mean by doctrine? Glad you asked. What I mean by doctrine is that God would also give you instruction. Yes, you understand what happened in the past. You understand what you've been through. You understand why you've been through it. That's the what, the what part. Then what you prophetical, he tells you when. He's telling you when to move. He's telling you what it's going to look like so that you'll know when you got there. See, there were things and visions and stuff that God has given me. I know when I get there. I know that I'm not there yet. I know that we're in the process. I know that we're moving. And as I continue to tell you all and anybody who are here that what we have a vision that Lord, that you're going to give us a space at some point that we're going to be able to have a, a almost like a, a boys and girls club that our church will be open all the time. Seven days a week. We just won't be a place where people just going to come in and on Sunday mornings. No, we are transforming on Sunday mornings to do what we got to do. But during the week, we want children to be able to come to the gym and enjoy themselves and have a self a safe place to play and, and live life and understand life. Do y'all understand what I'm saying to you? So that's the vision I believe God has given me. And I speak it to anybody who wants to hear it. And until it comes to pass, I know when we get there. You ever been in that situation, in that circumstance that, you know, you said, I don't know, I don't know what, but I know it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are. I don't know exactly what, and I don't know exactly when, I don't know exactly how, but I know it when I see it prophetical. So now we'll, we get to what the doctrinal part that God gives us instruction. So the doctrinal part tells us how to do a thing. It tells us when to move. It tells us what to do, how to do it. All the knowledge that we accumulated from a part that we are able to abstract the instructions that are what? Clear and that they are perfect. That will help us to move forward and help us to do the thing. And what we find is that we'll find ourselves in this place called Rehoboth. And I believe in the next year that God is calling us to a Rehoboth place. That here at the Safe House Church is our theme for 2023 would be Rehoboth. That God is making room for us to flourish. <laughs> that it's Rehoboth. That God is making room for us to flourish. We've dug wells in some other places and people taking wells from us. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm not going to cry. That people have taken some things from us and things that we thought belonged to us and some things that people have done and situations that they put us in. But God said, keep digging. <laughs> keep digging. It's coming. Keep digging. Because there's a place for us that's going to be called Rehoboth. There's a place for us. There's an open way, open space that he's going to put us in and we're going to flourish. He's going to put you in and you're going to flourish. There's going to be situations and circumstances that you did not know or find yourself in and say, Lord, how did I get here? There's some job situation for some of you all that God's going to put you in. There's some relationships that God is going to give you. And you're going to be looking at it and saying, Lord, how did I get this relationship? Lord, how did this work out in my favor? Lord, how did this happen? How did this happen? And, 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 and to, to what avail, Lord, do I owe you the glory? Are y'all with me? But God has been so good to us. And I'm here to tell you today that he's using the history of what you've done. He's using the history of what we've done. And he's taking us forward with that. And then what he's also giving us provision. He's already shown us the vision and now the provision. So all we got to do is keep working towards the vision. 
And as we keep working towards the vision, then what? Now he's giving us the instruction. We have the instruction. Y'all, we've been building this. We've been digging on these wells for five long years now. You know, actually, this Sunday marks, the, I think, the first sun, the Sunday that we had our first service. And I remember why, because it was my 40th birthday, and I turned 45 on this week. I know five being the number of grace, and I decree and declare for the Safe House Church this day that God has made room for us, that he's making room for us. It's going to manifest out of my mouth, and it's going to be coming through your mouth, and we're going to hold on to this thing together and not just talking, but we're going to do the work. We're going to go where he calls us to go. We're going to use the history of what we know didn't work. We're going to use the history of what we know didn't um, work exactly the way we needed it to work and didn't go exactly the way we wanted to go. We know what the history of those who took advantage of us and those who ran over us and those who took advantage of our niceness and all these kind of things that God has called us to do because God has used all those things together. He's pulled it all together and it's going to work in our favor. That is things that we'll learn that we'll be able to pass on to others. There's things that we'll be able to understand and pull together and then be able to speak to our situation said, this is what God does says the Lord, and this is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to go about it, and we're going to use this doctrine of this evidence that he's given us, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us the spirit of love and power and of a sound mind, and we're going to go forth in the world, and we're going to go out, and we're going to do what he tells us to come, and we're going to compel them to come. We're going to call on them, and they're going to come because he's going to provide the provision for us to do the things that he's called us to do because he said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord who are called according to his purpose. And as we work in purpose and we are purpose-driven church, our Rehoboth is here. And if you're not on board with that, hey, shame on you. So I need you from this day forward speaking Rehoboth in your house. That God is making room. That God has made room for you. He's giving you Rehoboth in your own situation and your own thing. Some of you want new jobs. He's giving you Rehoboth. Some of you want new situations. He's giving Rehoboth, and you got to start confessing that thing with your mouth. You got to start speaking that thing in every word. This is not the word of faith program, amen, but this is God's word, amen, and this is what we're doing, and we're going forth in this day knowing that God is already where he's made room for us, just like he dug the well, and they continue to dig those wells, and those wells were being taken, but what? No longer will it be taken because we're going to go to a place that nobody's going to want, and he's going to make us flourish. It's going to be a place that nobody else wanted to go. And we're going to take it and make it the destination. That's one thing, you know, as I look over, you know, if you've been on social media or anything with athletics, you've seen the last couple of days, everything has been about brother Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders. And I was looking at that and God laid on my heart and I saw it real quickly. This is not about money. It's never been about money for him. In fact, from what I understand, he didn't even take a salary from Jackson State University. But he worked there because he's on a mission. He says, it's God call and he accepts, God calls collect and he accepts the charges. And now he's moving on to another university. But what is he doing? He's starting over again. He don't have the same success that he had, you know, at, at Jackson State. He's starting over again. But where? On a new level. He's chasing achievement, not money. And if you chase the achievement and if you're passionate about what you do, the money falls you. Like you said, don't chase, the, as they, the kids say, don't, we don't have to chase the bag. The bag chases us. The Bible says it like this. The Bible says that your blessings shall what, run you over and overtake you and men should give unto your bosom. You're going to have people wanting to give to us and we don't know where they came from. But they was like, I just want to bless you. Why? Because I want to sow a seed in that good ground because I see something on the horizon. Are y'all with me? See, De Deion Sanders went to a school that nobody would wanted to go to. 
Who wanted to go coach at HBCU with his status and him being a celebrity and all that? But he went in there and he turned them into a winner very quickly. Uh-huh. And now what, he's moved on to what? To dig another well. And yes, this well is bigger. Well, yes, this well is drier. But he has historical significance on his side that he's done it before. Everywhere he's gone, he's been a winner. It's not going to change. I don't know how long it's going to take them to win, but he's going to make Colorado State. I'm Colorado a winner. Just like you are. If you've been a winner everywhere you've gone, you're going to be a winner when you go to on the next one. Yes, you got to start over. Yes, you got to grind. Yes, you got to put in the work. But that's part of the process. And I've come to the point in my life that I'm starting to enjoy the process. I ain't going to say and tell you it's always been enjoyable, that I've learned some things and some things I went through. But yes, I'm starting over. <laughs> yes, you're starting over. But you're not starting over on the same level. If you notice about Brother Dion, he goes in there, he tells them kids, he got them believing, and he tells them to believe, and he speaks faith, 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 and what they're going to do and how they're going to dominate. And you know what happens? They go out, and at some point, they start to believe what he says, and they dominate. I looked at his game yesterday. He was up 33-7 to in the second quarter. If we was playing video games, that game would be over. Do you understand what I'm saying? And God is calling us to do the same thing. So he's a shining example of keep digging the well. He's an example of, of using the history. And he used, he's leveraged his celebrity and all these things to be able to help these kids. And now what? God has called him to do something else on another level. And I'm telling you today that he's calling you to do the same thing on another level. What you've done, what you've been doing, it's time for you to leverage what God has given you. It's time for you to leverage your skill and leverage your ability and leverage your, leverage your connection to go to the next level to do what God has called you to do. There's some other people on the next level who needs to hear from you. There's some other people that God want to save. If you've been preaching to these for 20 years and they don't want to hear it, then the Bible says, what? Test your feet off and go to the next city. And that's literally what we're going to do. So if you want this well, we're not going to crawl over this well. We're not going to fight over this well. But God has given us room to dig another well that he is making room for us. <laughs> so as we walk into this year of Rehoboth, as we leave the year, watch this. We leave what? Double harvest. Meaning that what? We've gotten the things that we need now to what? For the journey of building the new well. See, all things work together. All these things build. We just want in um, gaining resources and knowledge just for ourselves. So we gain these resources and knowledge so what we can dig the well again. Watch this. And I guarantee you, and I'm willing to bet, and the scripture doesn't tell us this, but I'm willing to bet every time they dug a new well, they dug it faster. Because <laughs> see, when you've done a thing one or two times, you get this thing called efficiency. Mm -hmm. That I can do what I did a little bit more efficiently. I think about a year one when I first started teaching. It took me a long time to prep my classes. It took me a long time to understand. When I first started preaching, it was taking me a long time. Why? Because I had to get this, I had to get that. But now as I preach and I teach and I do the things I do, I can do them what? More efficiently. So the things that took me forever to do don't take me as long. And what this does is it allows me to go deeper. Woo! Did you catch that? Because now that you're efficient, you can go deeper. What if that first well was only 100 feet? Because it took them a long time to dig it because they didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Then the second well only took them, well, you know, half as long because they understood what they were doing and because they, they knew they had the same amount of time. They had eight hours to dig the well and they dug eight hours and eight hours they dug 100 feet. But the second time in eight hours, they dug 200 feet. <laughs> Are y'all getting me? And then the, the third time, they dug the well 300 feet in eight hours. Are y'all with me? Are y'all understanding me?
Is it clear what I'm saying to you? So God is what he's taking us. He's used all these things that we've been doing, all these things he's been giving us during the double harvest, that what is now for us to, work, to be able to work more efficiently so we can dig deeper and faster. Watch this. In the same amount of time. The Bible says it like this. It says, your ladder shall be greater than your former. Why is that? Because in the ladder, I learned how to do it. And in the former, I know what I'm doing. Therefore, I just do. I don't waste time trying to learn. So when I get to a certain area now, well, I'm only learning the top of that because I got all the bases. Do you see what I'm saying? I've only got to learn that other little part at the top. Let me give you an example. I'm learning, I've been doing some data science courses, right? I know I'm, a, I'm just a nerd. It is what it is. And in, in me doing these data science courses and things like that, and I'm gathering information and stuff, what I find is that, you know, all the coding languages pretty much work the same. This one says, they, this one does this for this, and this one does that for that, and you just have to know the difference. But since I have a foundation of how to code, the structure is the same. I just got to learn the new, what we call syntax. What are you telling me, Pastor? Glad you asked. Listen, what God is doing for us and what he's doing for us in the new year of Rehoboth is that the structure is the same. You just got to learn that top part. But that top part is what's going to be new. And you take that and you build. This is why you cannot shortcut it. This is why you cannot shortcut the system. Because what happens is when you shortcut the system, you don't have that foundation point. And when it hit the fan, and it will, because this is how life goes. When it's bad and it goes down and things go, you will know what to do. Why? Because you knew how to build from the ground up. Well, others just came in and they went straight to the top. And when you come in and go straight to the top, there's some things you just don't know. There's some experiences you just don't have. There's some things you just don't understand. And there's no other way you can get them but going through the process. So I encourage you today, church, keep digging. Don't get weary in your well-doing. For reaping, weeping may do before a night, but that joy comes in the morning. And God has some things from a historical point of view that he's taught you. Prophetically, you're going to start speaking those things of Rehoboth. And he's already given us the instruction on how to do what it is he's asked us to do. So just like Isaac, we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep moving forward and know that what Rehoboth is upon us. That the year of, you know, God is making room for us. He's going to make space for us. He is, he is, he is. I believe with everything in me. I believe it, I believe it, I believe it. And I'm asking you to believe with me as we go into the year of Rehoboth. That God has made room for us. God bless you all. Love you all. I hope that this message has been a blessing to you. That it's been quickening your spirit. That you'll be inspired to go back and read Genesis 26 and 18. And read that story. The very short story of those wells. Amen. And how they were taking those wells. But God, that last one, God gave it to them. And he made, said, he made room. And from there, the Bible said, what they would flourish there in the land. He pinched his tent, meaning that where he made a permanent foundation. No longer would he move, but they would grow there and they would prosper there. God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care. For God has been so good to us, and I'm just so grateful. At this time, we ask that as we go into the offering part of our service, um, would you be a blessing to us financially? <laughs>
Here at the Safe House Church, we do our offering by way of the cash out. The cash out here, um, the cash out, it's um, cash out by cash out name, I'm sorry, cash out name is dollar sign, Safe House Church GSO, again that's dollar sign, Safe House Church GSO, all you can do is at paypal.me forward slash ministry aid, again at paypal.me forward slash ministry aid. Um, everything that you give is given right back here to the church to go forth to the sustainment of our ministry. The Bible says this in Luke 6 and 38. It says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure. Press down and shake it together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Look forward to what? It's going to be men that's going to give to you, that God's going to lay on their heart to give. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all. I ask, as I ask every week, um, spend time with your families and love on each other. Um, enjoy one another for God has been good and he's worthy to be praised and we never we know none of us know the day or the hour that God should call we want to give our condolences on the behalf of the Foster family and the Askew family friends of mine um, that I grew up with that I'm very fond of and we know that they're hurting amen that the loss of these two tremendous young ladies amen but nonetheless God has a plan and we are to um, seek him and know that wise men still seek him and know that he's going to work out everything in our favor God bless you all. I love you all. You all take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend as the Lord's will. We'll see you on tomorrow at 6 a.m. as we end our Bible study. I mean, not our Bible study, 6 a.m. Uh, we in our prayer time. And then on Wednesday, we'll be in our Bible study as we usually are at 7 p.m. as we continue with the book of Genesis. I believe now we're moving on to chapter 5. God bless you all. Love you all. You all take care. Have a tremendous rest of the day. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you.